It's your lifestyle specialist, Kenny Burns, reporting to you live from the black and positively golden 2023 Change Leaders Movement here in Miami, Florida. And what a beautiful day. I want to give you guys a little bit of what this Change Leaders program is about. McDonald's 2023 Black and Positively Golden Change Leaders is a creative campaign launching this Black History Month to shine a light on 10 young black leaders who are inspiring and positively impacting change in their communities and beyond. All year, McDonald's will release original content to amplify the voices of these leaders, underscoring the black history and black excellence that occurs and should be celebrated all year and beyond February. Campaign highlights include national TV and radio spots, digital content across multiple platforms, and video profiles of the change leaders of 2023 on McDonald's Black and Positively Golden website and Instagram via We Are Golden. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to introduce you to our first change leader. Put your hands together for Andrew Ankama. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. The pleasure is ours. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, this is my first time in Miami. So it's, it's beautiful here, you know. Um, definitely a blessing to be here today. Absolutely. We want to start with this first question. What does it mean to you to be recognized as McDonald's 2023 Black and Positively Golden Change Leader? This is an honor of a lifetime, you know. Um, I've, I've been doing activism work for, for so long. And at 20 years old. Yeah. At, oh, for 20, so long. <laughs> 21, but you know. <laughs> Get my age correct because right. I'm almost there. <laughs> um, but it's just been so inspirational just to be here. I'm definitely blessed to be here. Um, just the opportunity to meet so many other change makers, such as myself, it's been such a great opportunity. Uh, and I definitely don't take it for granted. Born and raised in Philadelphia, PA. What was it like for you? Um, so I was actually born in Philly, but raised in Jersey. Oh. Um, I'm back in Philly now for college. I go to Temple University. Temple University in the yeah. house. <laughs> you already know. Uh, so the experience was kind of interesting. So being born in Philly, I grew up there for the first like three years of my life. Yeah. And then in Jersey, I moved to the suburbs, right? So coming back to Philly and seeing how a lot of people my age were living, you know, living around violence, living around in, in poverty, it was kind of kind of disheartening to me. And I know we're going to get into this later, but that's really what touched me to do the work I'm doing now um, in the city. That's amazing. You're the founder and director of the Accountability Initiative. Tell us what that is all about. The Accountability Initiative is an organization I started in 2020, uh, back in the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, originally started after a group of white kids at my high school were um, caught on video singing the N-word um, in a song, and it caused outrage um, among the student body. So even though I had graduated at the time, I still wanted to find a way to address that situation because there were so many other incidents like that that have been, that have been gone, um, swept under the rug. Right. So we really wanted to find a way to um, address that and tackle it head on. And make them accountable. Absolutely. For what was going on. Absolutely. Well, can you tell us about some of the work you've done after hearing that through your initiative? Of course. So after that incident had happened, we had decided to take that, that experience, collect more stories from students, from, from students prior, um, in the past, 
and really collect that and hold a community meeting. And then we sent that, all that information, we sent out a survey, and then we had a meeting with the Board of Education, the superintendent, the, the principal, and um, I think the mayor was there as well. And how old time. were you when you put this in motion? Uh, I believe I was 19. Round of applause for the children's. <laughs> thank uh -huh. you, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that was our, our first project. Thankfully from that, we were able to, um, they had a black history course implemented at the high school, microaggression training um, implemented for the staff members, as well as um, like more serious punishments for individuals who perpetrated acts of discrimination at my school. So after that happened, I had started college at Temple University and I had been seeing everything going on with gun violence in our community every single day there were, there was a, a there's an app called Citizen, right? Yep. And it notifies you of, oh, uh, shooting at this area, robbery at this area. Every single day I would get a notification of something going on. That doesn't drive you crazy, by the way? It, it, it did, it did. Um, I feel like at first I was scared because like I said, I was, I grew up in, I was born in Philly, but I grew up in the suburbs right. of, of New Jersey. Right. So I wasn't used to it, you know? But through the work I've done, I've had to sit down with people and talk to them. I've met people who were used to, the situation. Right. So they They're were programmed. Yeah. Like they were they would talk about, oh, like there was a shooting at my school. Like uh, it wasn't such anything. Such. Right. Yeah. Like they were desensitized to, to what happened. I'm, I'm sitting there like, you're talking about a shooting. Somebody, yeah. Somebody like, just died. Yeah. Like how are you and it's just normal for them. Right. You know? Right. But as a change leader though, mm -hmm. um, how do you hope to inspire future leaders? Because I think that the disconnect is you're right some people are programmed they see this every day right they're desensitized they have no feeling towards it but then outside looking in you started these initiatives right so right. what are you looking for in future leaders so i think that everybody has the power to engage the community in some way you don't have to lead a hundred person march you don't have to have ten thousand followers on instagram facts you know <laughs> followers don't mean nothing nor do likes Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I love my little, my little 2000 that I have now. But you're getting um, some money from McDonald's listen. and you're changing the world. You don't need <laughs> likes. You need money to finance your dreams. Listen, I, I, can't, I can't argue with that, you know? That's right. I can't argue with that. Um, but, you know, I would just say that everyone has the power to impact the community in, in whatever way they, they, they want to. Um, whether that be tackling gun violence, uh, education reform, uh, women's rights, you know, the, the list goes on. And there's not one way to be a community organizer or an activist. Say that again. There is not one way Say it to again. be a community organizer or there's an activist. more ways than one. You know, so whatever way that's best for you, that might be through social media, that might be through visiting your local um, politicians, that might be through um, organizing community events. You know, there's different methods of, of um, connecting with the community. Absolutely. Um, You're impressing me, though. I mean, I, I don't know too many people 21 years old. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> that are this focused and in tune with their purpose. What is a key passion point for you? Um, so I would say my key passion point, like in this moment, is definitely tackling the gun violence that's been um, Big going problem. on. And both in the city of Philadelphia, where I'm currently based, and nationwide, you know, the number one cause of death in children is gun violence. Right. That's an issue. Right. You know, I've talked to I've talked to mothers who have had their sons killed. I've talked to there was this lady who I was at a back to school event. 
Um, and I talked to a mother who, whose son got shot seven times mm. in elementary school. You're in elementary school. You're supposed to be, you know, the biggest problem should be learning how to, you know, do the times tables and such. You shouldn't have to worry about whether you're going to walk down the street and get killed, Facts. whether you're going to go to school and not come back alive. Facts. That's a problem. Yeah. You know? So I feel like someone as blessed as I am, I didn't have to grow up in that, in that environment. Yes. You know? So if I could, if I could use my voice, if I could use my platform to advocate for those people going through those situations, that's what I'm going to do. The dream is real. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, one last question for you, uh, Andrew. How can they learn more about you and your movement? Tell them where to find you. Um, so you can uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is kind of complicated. So it's an at and then an underscore a dot n dot d dot r dot e dot w underscore. Okay, we need simpler <laughs> Instagram addresses, just yeah. functionality, ladies and gentlemen. But that's yeah. where you can find this brother. You also, for more information, follow them at We Are Golden on Instagram. I'm proud of you, Andrew. Thank you so the much. The future is bright, and you give me hope for future change leaders. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate being here. It's such a great opportunity. Make some noise for Andrew, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. You did good with your Gucci shoes. <laughs> In your trench coat. <laughs> he didn't want to take that scarf off. This is his look. Proud of you, I boy. I tried it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ah. <laughs>